my body is ready. All of this just works. It just works. Who's laughing now? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 101, the written by ChatGPT episode of the Game Groups podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Good Night Groups. My name is Matt, and today I'm joined by Josh and Mike. No Paul today, but he'll be back next week. Guys, let's get right into things, though. Instead of asking you guys how you're doing, I want to ask everyone what their peak the mountaintop of their week has been josh what is the best thing that happened to you this week i'm gonna cheat a little bit okay uh it's happening on thursday and that's diablo 4 it's gonna Mm. be the the peak absolutely uh i'm excited it's gonna be great 7 p.m on thursday yeah Actually, it's kind of a lie. It's probably going to be a fucking shit show uh, with servers being clogged. And but you know that's going to be part of the fun. But yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, I'm. My anticipation is that it's probably going to be like the first beta test, that first open beta test, where you know you might have queues getting up to like sixty, seventy minutes. But I don't think it's going to be worse than that. That's just my. That's just my initial thoughts. I, I don't know. I feel like they've got it ironed out, which is crazy for like a highly popular online game. But I feel like they've actually figured out how to make this work. But I guess we'll see on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the fact that it's kind of split up because people who have the deluxe edition or whatever are starting earlier. So that might help. Mike, what was the peak of your week? Uh, I won't cheat because I know Josh is going to say next week that his peak was Diablo 4. So. <laughs> yeah. I would have to say uh, my dog's birthday was yeah yesterday, so that was fun. He's one years old now. Yeah, he's an old man. He's being more and more difficult with age. Yeah, but he's great and he's cute. They really start to settle into like behaving well. I feel like around two and a half or three. That's when it really it, it takes a little while. He's fine. He's just pissing off my parents. <laughs> That's fair. Well, my peak was that my wife and I, we celebrated our anniversary. So that was wonderful. That was wonderful. Also finishing the edit for the beast that was episode 100. That was also my peak being done with that. I hope you guys enjoyed episode 100, but it took me like seven or eight hours to edit. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Usually, however long an episode is, I double it. And that's basically how long it'll take to edit. We had like three hours and 34 minutes of raw audio for the episode. It went down to like three hours and three minutes. So like 31 minutes was cut off, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, it took took a while, but it was good. It was a great, great episode and got a bunch of nice words from people about it. So hope you guys enjoyed it. The full list, our top 100 full games list. I posted the list on goodnightgroups.com in a blog post. So if you want to just see the list all written out, you can do that. So go check it out. But we're going to move into not trending topics, not show me your trends, but a brand new opener. Show me your trends will be back, I promise you. But this week we're playing ChatGPT said what? In ChatGPT said what? I asked ChatGPT two different questions and our panelists, they have to guess how ChatGPT responded 
to each of the questions. There are no winners or losers. We're just making fun of ChatGPT. We're going to play two quick rounds. So guys, first thing I asked, I asked ChatGPT, is Todd Howard a good man? What do you think he said? What do you think ChatGPT said? <laughs> Where do you even go with this? What, what could he even possibly I, I, it say about this shit? Uh, I have no clue. Josh, have you interacted with any of the AI chatbots? Uh, the Snapchat AI. Uh, I'm assuming it probably just regurgitated something it looked up, so something along the lines of he's in... I'm going to say... Well, okay. Here's a, here's an here's a preliminary question for Matt. Sure. Is this after you fed anything to it? This was a new thread. Okay. Ooh, fresh off. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I I I would assume that it made some statement about not being able to make judgment on character and define <laughs> what gave a definition of what good <laughs> might be, and then listed that Todd Howard is a person essentially and what he has done that would be my guess that's a pretty good guess that's a pretty good guess here's what chat gpt said as an ai language model i don't have personal opinions or beliefs <laughs> however <laughs> I however i can provide you with information about todd howard the video game developer and executive producer known for his work at bethesda game studios Opinions about whether someone is a, quote, good person can vary depending on individual perspectives and values. Todd Howard has been praised for his contributions to the gaming industry, particularly for his involvement in the development of popular games like the Elder Scrolls series and the Fallout series. He's often been recognized for his leadership roles and creative vision within Bethesda Game Studios. However, it's worth <laughs> noting that Todd Howard and Bethesda Game Studios have also faced criticism and controversy over the years, particularly surrounding the release of certain games and their associated bugs or technical issues. Additionally, the handling of some game launches like Fallout 76 has drawn a mixed response from players in the gaming community. Ultimately, whether someone considers Todd Howard to be a good person is subjective and can <laughs> depend on their own experiences and perspectives. So there you have it. All the people who were hyped about Fallout 76 and, and it just flopped on them. For them, Todd Howard is a bad, bad man. <laughs> he just takes two stances and argues against himself. Yeah. <laughs> right. Question two. I asked ChatGPT, how does Sonic the Hedgehog go to the bathroom? <laughs> no, again, no thread here. You just asked it. Yeah, off new the thread. Rip. No, this wasn't part of the Todd Howard thread now. Oh. Uh. I'm pretty sure I have a guess on how it responded. I'll, I'll give it a go first since I, I haven't fucked around with the AIs nearly as much. My guess is it said something along the lines of it's not entirely appropriate to find out how Sonic pees, but <laughs> if he did, here's how hedgehogs do pee. And somehow relate it to some bullshit article or like explanation about how hedgehogs piss. Wow. My guess is it said Sonic the Hedgehog is a cartoon or you know video game character, not a real character, and thus has no bearing as to how he goes to the bathroom. But if he shares the anatomy of a hedgehog, then like most hedgehogs and or mammals, he goes pee the normal way. 
I really wish that ChatGPT did what you guys said it did and got into actual hedgehog anatomy, but it didn't, unfortunately. Did it go rule 34? Because that'd it, be hilarious. No, no, it didn't. <laughs> Here's what ChatGPT said. As a fictional character, Sonic the Hedgehog does not have bodily functions or biological needs like humans That's do. not true. That's not true. <laughs> ChatGPT, he eats food. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> he is often portrayed as a cartoon character with anthropomorphic characteristics, which means he doesn't have the same physiological requirements as living organisms. Therefore, the topic of how Sonic goes to the bathroom is not addressed in the Sonic the Hedgehog series or other related media. The focus of Sonic's story is primarily on his adventures, abilities, and interactions with other characters in his world. And eating chili dogs. Where do they go afterwards? Where do they go? They just disappear in his stomach? I think not. I think Sonic takes some big old dookies after those chili my, my dogs. My boy shits. I feel like there's definitely like in the latest like Sonic Boom cartoon, there's definitely got to be a bathroom joke somewhere oh, in sure. there. Yeah. I feel like he poops like rabbit pellets. Fuck you, GPT. <laughs> That's Mr. GPT to you. I think uh, I think Sonic puts Joey Chestnut to shame with his chili dogs. Speaking of probably. Shits. What do you mean? My man doesn't shit for like a year because he doesn't eat anything until that day. <laughs> We're coming up on it. We're like we're a little over a month away. I'm excited. Yeah, I always the get best excited. Best American holiday, baby. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No Paul here. He can't. Uh, he can't talk shit about our uh, our Fourth of July. <laughs> our dipping hot dogs into water and eating them. <laughs> <laughs> He's just jealous that we got away from the monarchy. Yeah. Yeah. He still has to bow to <laughs> bend the knee to Charles. <laughs> we get. The, we have the privilege of saying "fuck you, Charles." <laughs> Yeah, because we won the goddamn war. <laughs> Let's move on. We're gonna move on to the big question, and we're gonna keep this whole AI theme rolling. Given the rapid advancements in artificial intelligence over the last year or so, it's inevitable that AI will soon become a large part of game development. In fact, for many mobile game developers and smaller indie developers, AI is certainly already helping out, especially when it comes to art design, which could otherwise be quite expensive. It's only a matter of time before AI infiltrates all areas of game development and even the AAA space. So guys, here's the question. Mike, let's go to you first on this. How do we envision AI being used in games and game development in the near future? And what are some of the pros and cons that you can envision playing out? I'll start with the pros and cons. Pros, everything will be faster and easier and it'll make people's lives easier. Yeah. Cons, there are none. Hmm. So how will be used in games and game development? Probably the same way that it's used in like current industry, like other industries is it's a really useful thing to just like get you to a starting point, whether yeah. that be like, you know, doing art, getting you like reference concept art and then just moving on from there. I can see like some <coughs> EA taking all of the <laughs> AI shit and just using it straight out. But like, you know, people with scruples might actually like take reference AI imagery and use it as concept art to then refine into their actual concept art. Like it's a good thing to like get ideas from because unless you're doing something extremely like there's nothing extremely original. Everything is, has some sort of reference 
material to back it. So using it as a reference, using it as a template, using it like for me, writing like engineering requirements is what we use it for. Writing that is very tiresome. It takes a while. It's just kind of boring, uh, especially getting the like language correct. So like generating basic code and generating, uh, you know, basic dialogue even, and then having someone go through and edit it rather than having to come up with it from scratch is just so much use more useful than, you know, AI is not going to write an entire story for you. Like it can, it's going to be shit, but it can. Yeah. One thing that I noticed was I've written stories and I was playing around with it, trying to feed it some ideas and stuff. And and one yeah. thing that ChatGPT does is it loses the plot if you don't do it incredibly yes. incremental. Yes, it loses the plot very quickly. <laughs> it loses a lot very quickly if yeah. you don't like. I think I think like currently and probably in the foreseeable future, like AI is going to have to be like run on bumper rails at all times if you want it to be as like useful as possible Um, if you let it just go wild with it it's just gonna it's gonna stop making sense it's the same way with like some people know how to use google really well and but it's like a more advanced version of that if you know how to use chat gpt really well you're gonna get a lot more out of it than someone who just feeds it a random question right exactly so i think like it, it can be used in like all facets of game design even from like a marketing perspective it can go out and just gather information for you faster than you can go and do it. So like if I was trying to market a new game, you could go and ask it to go search for and come back with a recommendation on a, on a marketing campaign or and, and it can compare similar titles and how they did on sales and how they how they did on their marketing and where they targeted and all this stuff like it, it's just super useful in getting you information faster than you can get information. So literally all facets should use GPT. I don't know why you wouldn't. Granted, when I say use GPT, I don't mean like go out and go to the whatever the website is that has it and just use that. There will be clearly like different AI for different means. Yeah. Like the art generator, the Dale, like that could be in the future that could be like a version of an AI that has at its core the code from GPT because that's basically what everyone's doing now that GPT is you know in GitHub and being freely sourced throughout like open sourced is that people are going to use it as a foundation and then make specific AI for certain things so when I say chat GPT I mean whatever tributaries like chat GPT mm. is one big one big river and then it's yeah, going to branch off like into that. whatever so my response is every facet, there is only pros uh, unless you misuse it, which that's the case for everything. So yeah, <laughs> like, that's true. It, it's really it's really like I understand there's a lot of like worry about the speed in which AI is like going in terms of its growth. But like when it comes to helping you in industry, the biggest hurdle and the biggest problem with it is going to be people not using it correctly like you already said like people can google incorrectly people can definitely use chat gpt like idiots <laughs> so yeah yeah <laughs> my main concern about the whole this whole rapid growth of ai is i want tools to 
be being built at the same speed that can tell you if something is AI written or not. And we don't quite have that yet. It's not as advanced as the AI itself. Yeah. Which is a little, a little worrisome. But I do feel like all of this AI advancement went super fast. And all of a sudden we've hit a little bit of a wall where there's nothing like new coming out over the last few months. It's just like, we're, just, we're all just kind of playing with what we currently have. So it's, mm. I like that. I like that. Let's, let's stay there for now. <laughs> but Josh, let's go to you next. How do you envision AI being used in games and game development in the near future? And what for you are some pros and cons? I kind of am with Mike on it. I, I think it's a great tool to have. I mean, it's just full of convenience. But I also, there's, I could see so many shitty like mobile companies just grabbing it up producing even more shovelware to just get out there. I mean, who, who really cares at the end of the day? I guess you could argue because if you're not going to play it, who really cares? But it's like it yeah. kind of it kind of demeans the craft a little bit uh, and takes away from you know, some, some of the art behind it. I think using it sparingly is great, but I think I'm a little bit of a traditionalist and that I, I like that you can tell when a game has gone through the love and care of someone. And I, you know, I don't think we're necessarily near to a point of us just playing a full-on AI release game, aside from Gollum, which might arguably have been one. <laughs> but <laughs> like, it would have come out on time if it was. I, probably actually, and it looked just just as honestly, Gollum to me looks like what an AI game would be. Oh God, you're right. It's like just so vague enough. It looks horrible. Like it has the name on there. It's just to me that is an example of what AI could get us one day. That said, that doesn't mean it can't get us positive, great things when used with the right hands. I mean, I've seen it do some crazy stuff. Again, this is just a completely outside perspective because I haven't really been quite as into it and plugged in as you and Mike have, I assume. And I just, I, I, I'm interested to see where it goes. I, I think that's why I don't really see a lot of cons with it. I, other than just, again, producing shovelware and, and making garbage. I think for like double A's, indie companies, there's just a lot of advantages to this to not have to reproduce art and redo all these things. You can kind of paint a broad brush with something with your, you know, music if you need to, or with like a soundtrack or a sound effect, like things like that are really convenient and helpful for companies that are just trying to, you know, get off the ground without having to incur all the expense that being a game developer incurs. Um, So that's, that's good. I just hope, I hope we take our time getting there. And I think luckily I think you're going to know, uh, when a game is first produced by AI. Now, I may be naive as shit because I am sure there's been some AI pictures that have got my ass. Like, I'm 100% sure. But I just feel like it'd be really hard to replicate uh, like an actual full-on like story-related game that would really trick my ass. I think you could definitely get somebody with like... I guarantee we're probably not too far out from Bejeweled's just popping out the walls with slightly different changes just because an AI can whip it up in like a day or something. I could, I could absolutely see that happening soon, but I think you're going to notice for a while, at least when you, when you lack that human touch and that human interaction, especially with a game that's focused on soul and story, but using it as a tool. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't blame anybody for doing so. I think to just completely, you know, go back and say you shouldn't use it as all is just kind of caveman territory. Like accept some changes. Now they're here. Like, figure out a way to make it work to your advantage. Just don't use it as a crutch. Yeah, I think I agree with both of you for the most part. I, I, I thought it was funny, Josh. You talked about everyone just whipping out different versions of Bejeweled, which is funny because I said to ChatGPT, like, I gave it a 
very specific idea for an app that I have. And I was like, write the code for this. And it did. And I, I, I can't write code. I can't read code. So I have no idea how well it did, but it's just crazy that it could even pop anything out that would maybe function a little bit. That's, that's insane to me that it just does it immediately. I think that's another huge thing specifically for, for game development because writing code is maybe the most time consuming part of game development. So if you can just tell it what to do and then maybe you go back and edit shit, but like for the most part, it pops out some game mechanic that you described. That's fascinating. That's really cool. I'm really intrigued by the idea. I specifically thought of this idea where like an FPS developer is just feeding AI a bunch of different popular maps from, from different games or from maybe a, a developer's past games that people really liked. And then the AI just spits out this really cool design for new maps that would fit that game. Like that to me is, you know, it's, it's not going to spit out like all the art and everything for it, but the basic level design, I think that could be really cool. We also talked about this recently, but there's a new add-on for WoW Classic that adds AI voices to every single quest in the game. And that's an amazing tool, potential tool for developers who are making large games, large open world games like World of Warcraft where the cost of adding voice lines and paying voice actors would be prohibitively expensive. Like something that they just could not get in the budget, but the fact that you can now have a voice game, it doesn't just have to be text because you can just throw in AI. Maybe you have to make a few tweaks because you notice like this character is speaking in a way that you would not envision them to sound at all. Okay, let's change the pitch on that or whatever you can do. And all of a sudden it sounds right. That's a really cool idea to me is saving on on paying voice actors and it sucks for voice actors obviously but those voice actors may not have had that gig anyway because the company probably would have opted to just have a text only game so in the end i don't know if it's really hurting anyone except for the the one company that maybe would have took the dive and paid for those actors when it really wasn't in their budget but that's probably unlikely so in the end in a case like that specifically it's probably not really hurting anyone it's only making a game better I just worry about, you know, it's already so hard for people to get into game development. And so it's going to take a few jobs away from game development, probably. Like, that's just going to be the nature of it. But at the end of the day, hopefully, more than anything, it's helping game development. Like Mike said, it's making it easier and, and, and quicker and reducing crunch, that kind of stuff. So hopefully, at the end of the day, it makes their lives better instead of worse. And I think if we look at it from a full the full picture, I think overall it's going to make things better. At least in game development. I don't know about everything else. I'm not some genius who's, who knows where AI is going in the future. But I do think with game development, it's going to make things better. Yeah, it's the closest I've ever felt to feeling like an old ass man because I just like have not kept up with it or followed it at all. I'm like, what's this AI? Who is this new technology? <laughs> well, I've talked about it before on the show, but it completely caught me by surprise. It came out of fucking nowhere. I didn't even know this stuff was being developed. I didn't even really know. Like, if you told me about chat GPT a year or two ago, I would have been like, how is that possible? How can it just immediately spit shit out at me? One thing that I do wish chat GPT did, which it, it doesn't do, and I don't know if you can ask it for it or not, but there's a system, uh, another AI chat bot called Perplexity, which does this. It's less advanced, but it does this. It tells you the sources. It actually gives you sources to where it's getting information from. ChatGPT is maybe a little bit too advanced. I think it's melding together its sources too much to be able to actually give you straight sources. 
like perplexity is taking from like one source here, one source there, one source here. Whereas chat GPT, I think is taking from a thousand fucking sources and making one idea with it. So it might not really be possible, but I do like that. Shout out to perplexity for sharing its sources when it's giving you information. I do like that a lot. I don't know what else we can say on this, but I think it's going to be something really fun to follow going forward. I saw some news stories about a mobile game developer using AI this past week, although in their case, I think they were getting in trouble for it because, or people were mad about it because they were using art. And I don't know if it got into the territory that Mike had brought up a couple episodes ago where it looked strangely like someone else's art, maybe that might've been the case or like, it was very obvious that it was AI-generated art and people were upset about it for some reason. I don't know. But it's being used. People are doing it already in game development. Like I said like a week or two ago, we're going to have to have... At some point, we're going to have to have like a change in or an update in copywriting because AI art is just stolen art. That's all it is. Like It, it doesn't generate anything new. It just takes from other sources and that's it. Obviously, if you like feed it a bunch of your art and then have it do its thing, it'll make more art that looks similar to your art. But like if you just ask it for an image, because I've considered doing this for like certain things that I don't want to go into Photoshop and do, it'll just surf the Internet, find pictures and then meld them together. Right. And if it's if it's art that it's stealing from, people are going to be upset about it. And then even like with the stuff from the voice acting mod, it's going to become weird because, you know, someone got paid to be thrall for two seconds, right? You know, say like two sentences as thrall, and then they use that and extrapolate into this is what he would say for the entire thing. And it's like, okay, but you're using that person's voice and extrapolating from it. So it's, it's like you're using my my voice as as it wasn't intended for yeah so it's just it's very it's very hairy legal mumbo jumbo that i don't care to read about or get into but like it's definitely going to be a thing that people are going to have to tread lightly on especially if like you said using ai to generate additional voice lines people will still have to be tied by contract to allow that yeah. and be compensated for that so yeah you talked about it's interesting taking one line of dialogue and extrapolating it out i mean we've done 101 episodes now of game groups if you fed yeah. all every episode of game groups into an ai bot it could probably come up with a full hour and a half episode that we never even recorded which is insane yeah pretty much <laughs> and a little scary a little scary yeah and i know like some voice actors have been I swear I read that one or two voice actors were like considering doing a bunch of voice acting and then feeding it into an AI and then using that AI as like, here, you want my voice in your thing? Here, use this AI. I don't have to do anything now. Oh yeah. The AI will just do it, which I guess makes their life easier, but also like makes competition weird in the voice acting it does. market. It's gonna make everything weird in terms of competition with creatives. Yeah, it basically instead of a developer paying for their work, like new original work, they could just pay for their likeness and just use their voice, which is crazy. Yeah, it's weird. It's very yeah. weird. And I can see like I can see AAA's <coughs> EA 
doing something <laughs> like that where they just they have the money to pay for a Nolan North, but they're just like, eh, we'll just AI generate his voice. Yeah. And it's like you you lose a performance, right? Like an AI is not gonna give you a performance. They're gonna yeah, give you yeah. the voice. They're gonna give you voice lines. Yay. <laughs> so it's like, what do you want in your game? Do you want a performance or do you want things to be voiced? Yeah. No, that's a good point. And I do think if it is someone like EA doing it and you want a performance out of it, you'd have to obviously tweak the voice acting and, and make it sound right. But if it's like EA doing through Bioware, uh, Star Wars, The Old Republic, and there's a million voice lines, then it's much more acceptable because you don't need a performance from everyone. I'll say this. I wouldn't be surprised if AI had something to do with, if AI is involved in Dragon Age. Ooh. I would not be surprised at all. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was heavily involved in Dragon Age. Interesting. That's a game with many, many conversations, or many Starfield. different ways that I don't... Listen, Microsoft tried. I, I, don't, I don't think Microsoft is gonna... Microsoft wants their own AI, and the Bing one is not great. <laughs> That's right. Who are, who are we kidding? Starfield's going to have six voice actors doing 120 characters anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, Dragon Age has a lot of dialogue, a lot of different dialogue options, and I could easily see them using ChatGPT like heavily on everything because it's EA. Because it would save them so much money. It would. All right. Well, we have an interesting future to look forward to, or to dread. Either way, <laughs> you choose. It's up oh to yeah, you. and also like uh, ChatGPT is never well. AI is never gonna, not never, but in the next couple of years, AI will never be able to make like people because they suck at teeth, eyes, and hands. <laughs> yeah, they, they really <laughs> suck at hands. Like it's <laughs> that's how you know immediately. <laughs> yes. You try to watch like the GIF like videos of like I saw one of like <laughs> Boris Johnson jumping in a pool and his like a mouth unhinged like a snake in the video, <laughs> like he was gonna consume all the water. Like Jesus. it's so uncanny valley. Yeah, it's weird. When you look at those AI generated commercials and they just get fucking insane, like 15 seconds in, but all the people just look so like you just look at their hands and it's just so fucking creepy. It's like demonic shit. It's so weird. All right. Well, let's move on. We're going to move on to a year to remember looking back at all those fond memories of the years in which AI had not yet been invented. Co-op edition. In a year to remember, the panelists have to answer two types of questions. Number one. I'm going to give them a game title and they have to tell me the year that it initially launched. And two, I'm going to give the panelists a year and a platform and they have to try to tell me the highest scoring game on that platform in the given year. All scores are taken from Metacritic. We're going to play six rounds and our three panelists, or in this case, two panelists are working together to make a single guess for each round. If the panelists can work together to get four or more correct, they win. If they get two or fewer, I win. If they get three right, we'll do a tiebreaker. All right, guys. Speaking of which, tell me the year in which Dragon Age Origins came out. Ooh, oh uh, none. Yeah, sure. I don't. I don't have a guess. So. <laughs> <laughs> and again, oh none feels very Dragon Age twoy. So it could be oh eight. Oh my god! <sighs> I don't think. I don't think Dragon Age two came out. Within a year of Dragon Age Origins. 
Yeah, I think it might have been 2011 because Dragon Age Inquisition was 2014. Yeah. So that gave it plenty of time to bake. God, I'm I'm stuck on 2008 for some reason now, even though 09 off the rip sounded right. Why 2008? I don't know. I just I feel like I have memories of playing it when I was like younger. So it was all still like a mystical like world to me. <laughs> you were younger in 2009 as well. This is very true. <laughs> but I was playing a lot of WoW in 2009, though. 2009 is the year he became a man. Oh, <laughs> ew. <laughs> oh, God. 15 years old, famously. A manhood. Yeah. Let me think. Where was I in life? <laughs> I love that this makes us look back and be like, what the fuck was I doing? I was in high school still. Uh, I don't think it's 08. I don't think it's 08 because then I would have been. A it's definitely sophomore. not 07. Like, it's, it's just got to be 09. And I definitely played it. I played it like right before I went to college. So I would say 09 or 10. But if you think 2 came out within 11, let's just go 09. 09? Let's okay. do 09. I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah, let's do it. 09. All right. The answer is that Dragon Age Origins came out in 2000. Nine. Hey, look at that. Very good. All right, round two. Tell me the highest scoring game in 2023 on the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Is this a trick question? This feels like a trick question. Is this a trick question? <laughs> so what else came out other than Tears of the Kingdom? <laughs> Uh, is this people Metacritic? This is just regular old ratings, right? This is, yep, just Metacritic scores. Uh, Nothing else came out. I don't think. It's gotta be, right? Like, high score. It's gotta be tears. <laughs> what else? I don't know what else came out this year. Nothing I'll be else. honest. What else got the reviews Tears of the Kingdom guy? Literally, people were saying, oh, it's better than Breath of the Wild. Like, <laughs> that's some crazy-ass praise. I mean, it scored like what a ninety six. It's up there. What did better than that? Like nothing that I can think of. <laughs> like not jack shit. Twenty twenty three. Okay, it's been six months. <laughs> Metroid wasn't gonna get it, and that's I'm pretty sure twenty twenty two. Yeah, let's <laughs> stay in this year, please. Tears is the only one I know. I've been racking my brain, and I just don't keep up with that shit enough. As far as uh, Nintendo goes. Unless, like, something changed over the last week or something, or month. Well, week. Yeah, tears. Of the, uh, tears. Tears. It's got to be tears. L let's yeah. stop overthinking this. All right. So, you said, which Metroid were you talking about? Yeah, which one? It was... Uh, I can't remember the whole name of it, because I just don't know, like... Metroid Dread? That might have been it. That came out in October. Okay, okay. Although, Metroid Prime Remastered came out in February. Huh. Interesting. Oh, okay. The highest scoring game in 2023 on the Nintendo Switch was The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> okay, thank fucking Christ. It scored one higher than Metroid Prime Remastered. <laughs> Damn, that's close. What, what is that? It's at 95 on Metacritic. I think Open Critic oh. it's 97. Oh. Not a trick question. I just wanted to make you guys have a little crisis for a little bit. Sweat a little bit. I was just confused. <laughs> it's fine. All right. So you're two for two. Very good. All right. Round three. Tell me the year that Red Dead Redemption came out. The first one? The first one. 2010, 2011, 2012. Which one of those three? 
Why did you rattle off three? <laughs> <laughs> now we just got to narrow it down, baby. Somewhere between 2005 and 2017. Look, out of 2023 years, uh, we at least had to narrow it down a little. Fuck, because the thing is, like, I don't think I played it in college, but I uh, those three dates are me in college. I never played I it. I don't remember playing it in my dorm or apartment, so that's <laughs> concerning. I definitely played it on release. It came out when I was still in high school. And I graduated in 2012, so that's all I know, though. <laughs> it can't be that that like old of a game. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not like 2013 or anything, but like, there's no shot it's older than 2010 either. I feel like I played it at home. <laughs> the thing is, like, I I feel like I played it at home, and I was never home over like summer break. I was always at school, so that's concerning. <laughs> I'm going to need a big thing because like my gaming career freshman year was some heroes of new earth, a lot of halo reach, call of duty, FIFA, lots of FIFA. I don't think I, Oh, and like uh, the Castlevania game that came out on 360. But like, I didn't play a lot wow. of single player games. I was going to say Mike had no time for fucking single player casual bullshit. No, I didn't. <laughs> It could be 2010. I could have played it before I went to college in the summer. I'd be fine. I just don't. In that I'm pretty sure I didn't play it at school. Like, that's the thing. So, if I didn't play it at school, it has to be 2010. <laughs> like, that's the only year that works. Out of the three years that you listed, 2010 is the only one that works for me. I'm willing to go older, but you're clearly not. <laughs> I think it's 2010. I'm with you. I think it's 2010. All right. Red Dead Redemption came out in the year 2010. 2010. Oh my God. When? Beautiful. When in 2010? May. May of 2010. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't in college until September. This makes sense now. Very good. Like, I'm not crazy. I never played it in college. Very good. All right. Next one. <laughs> Tell me the highest scoring game on PC. In the year 1998. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. I don't know. <laughs> Highest scoring game in 98? 98. Diablo 1? Is that 98? When were the Warcraft games? I don't know. I didn't play them. <laughs> I've only, I only know the lore. I didn't play them either. You were still <laughs> in diapers, so... I was a youngin'. <laughs> I got the slightest clue. Yeah. <sighs> When did Half-Life Half didn't come out that in 98? I don't think. It's got to be a Blizzard game or like a Valve game. That's my guesses. Because like, what else would it be? When did StarCraft come out? <laughs> Fuck. No. <laughs> it could be 98. I, I actually think it's 98. Now that you mentioned StarCraft. I didn't even think of StarCraft because <laughs> that franchise has been dead for years. <laughs> Please bring it back. I miss it. Was StarCraft 90? I, I have no clue. I feel, I feel like, like StarCraft is older. But then again, because StarCraft, StarCraft 2 is, is like, older. Yeah. StarCraft, Starcraft 2 is, is like 08, 07 or something. Was StarCraft 2 08? It, it's, it's, no, no. It's, it was it, it was 08 because it was, ten, it, it, was, it was 08 and it was 10 years before. I know it was 08 because uh, everyone, well, everyone in my Diablo forum when I was in high school thought it was... Um, <laughs> Diablo 3 getting announced and then StarCraft 2 came out but it was if it's 08 then 98 is StarCraft 1 because it was 10 years 
because Taika says, damn, it's about time in the release. I remember this vividly. I was mad. (laughs) I was like, where's my fucking Diablo? (laughs) That was a hype trailer. I don't even play Starcraft and that was a hype trailer. Yeah. Do we just want to say Starcraft? I feel like it's Starcraft. I mean, I don't know what else came out that year. I don't know if Starcraft beat everything else that came out that year, but I feel like Starcraft at least came out that year. It's a good line of reason. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm down with Starcraft. (laughs) No idea what else came out. All right. 1998. I'm looking at it right now. What a year. Oh, God. (laughs) Thief, Baldur's Gate, Fallout 2, Starcraft. Hey. Starcraft scored an 88, so it wasn't up there among the highest scoring. The second highest scoring, Grim Fandango. A little shocking, but people did like that back in the day. However, the number one highest scoring game in 1998 on PC was Half-Life. Well, shit, fuck. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. 98. 98 is such a weird year. My years don't exist after 2000, until after 2000, I guess. I don't know. All right, that's all right. You got the first three right. The next three are a little bit harder. That's that's all right. That's fair. We're failures. Tell me the year <laughs> that Watch Dogs 2 came out. Watch Dogs, who the fuck cares? <laughs> <laughs> Basically. It's sad because I bought it. <laughs> I tried to play it and I was just like, this is just, I hate this, this shit. This is horrible. Uh, and I beat the first Watch Dogs. That shit was horrible. Wow. I did not beat the first Watch Dogs. I was hype as fuck for Watch Dogs. And I then, was too. I was originally going to put the first Watch Dogs on here instead, but I felt like that was too easy. So I, I mean, that would, would be easier. Yeah, that one would have been easier. <laughs> yeah. Because it is... would have been right after uh, GTA 5. Because they're. Yep. I want to say it was like their February. promo material was once you're done, Los Santos come to Chicago. I remember yeah. that because I was like, that's cheeky. I like it. That's a good marketing scheme campaign and then you know the they're do- game was dog shit yeah i watched all for some reason 2017 calls to me i don't know why 2018 but i have just forgotten about watch dogs too so again i i i think i bought it i definitely played it i remember playing it because i was like wow this is mm-hmm. i played it too. this I is this is weird like programmer culture and like san francisco that i'm not I'm not privy to. This is not my, my this is not my my watchdogs. <laughs> I found it I don't know, I found it like just boring. 2017? I don't know why. I tried watchdogs and watchdogs too and you guys know I'm like an Ubisoft guy. Ubisoft. Yeah. Sorry. And uh <laughs> couldn't stand the games. Didn't like them at all. Didn't find them fun at all. Yeah. They they just weren't and that's unfortunate cuz they could have been cool. I I feel like I played through Watch Dogs 1, or at least most of it. I remember going to like my ex's house and seeing my daughter. I feel like that was a thing in the game. I think that's early on, maybe. Yeah, probably. I've just got like weird memories of the game. (laughs) Just like I have weird memories of Watch Dogs 2. It's just like I have amnesia and I have like flashes of moments. Like (laughs) I remember controlling a drone at some point in watchdogs 2 at like a warehouse for some reason and i can i can visualize the hideout because it had like graffiti everywhere and everything was like we're cyber and cool we're hackers and i'm like no this is boring (laughs) and i hate it so you said 2017 that's my best guess 
2018 will be my other, but... I think 2018 is too late. I agree. I think it may be 2015, but that might be too soon. I think 2015 is too soon, yeah. That's why 2017 just feels slotted right to me, because I feel like... <sighs> what came out in 2017? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> It wasn't that long ago, Josh. It was, I don't, it was six years. I don't remember this shit. <laughs> Legion came out a year prior to that. That's about all I remember. Uh, <laughs> my God. Oh, what? World of Warcraft Legion. Yeah, that's all yes. I remember. Watch Dogs Legion was the third watch. Watch Dogs yeah. Legion. Was <laughs> that's the actually when did kind that of funny. come out? When did that come out? I have no clue. We, oh, fuck. I, had, I wrote off Watch Dogs after the second one, so anytime I saw news about it, it just in one ear out the other. I wish Ubisoft did yeah. as well. I think they have now. <laughs> Legion was an interesting experiment, at least, with this idea of yeah, you are everyone in the city. Yeah. <laughs> I just got that game for free. I've never, I'm never, never gonna play it, but I just got it for free. <laughs> I feel Legion was definitely like before pandemic. I feel, I feel like it was definitely pre-pandemic. So maybe Watch Dogs Two was 2016. But that still feels soon. I feel like 2017 or 18. Just because they it took them so well, long Watch to make Dogs the first one. one was 2013, right? It was the same year as GTA Five. It was either that or it was early 2014. Yeah. It might have gotten pushed, but I thought it was like November. They were not for the same consoles, remember? Yeah, it was PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Yeah, that's weird. Uh <laughs> What's really weird is is thinking how the fuck did GTA Five run on an Xbox 360? <laughs> Like, how the fuck yeah. did that happen? Yeah. I'd be willing to do 2016. I feel like 2017 is too late. I don't know why. You have a closer familiarity, so I can defer. I Well, the thing is, like, I, I'm just trying to think of when I would have played it. And I definitely played it on my Xbox. 10 second clock, because we've spent more time talking about this than I did <laughs> playing Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> I, 2016 or 17, you pick. I'm going to just say 17. Fuck it. I'm, I'm locked in. All right. Yeah. Watch Dogs Legion actually did come out a little bit into the pandemic, October 2020. Okay. It's going to be close then. Watch Dogs 2 came out in 2016. Fuck. All right. Last two. <laughs> last two you've gotten wrong, but you still got the first three right. So if you get this next one right, you guys win. If you get it wrong, we tie. Mm. All right. Tell me the highest scoring game in 2023. On PS5. Ooh. What came out? Now <laughs> <laughs> have games. This one's a... Oh, fuck. No, but actually what came out, because I have no idea. I'm brainstorming. I'm thinking. You just got a PS5. I know, so and I've just... Be... I just downloaded all the old shit. <laughs> okay, but you've seen the store. They should have, like, new shit on there. <laughs> Who who has time for it? Look, I go to the PlayStation Plus section, download all that shit, and then forget I ex forget it exists. Forget you exist. <laughs> I mean, at this rate, <laughs> what came out this year on PS Five that Matt hasn't played yet? Any Spider Man game like the remastered? No, no that was twenty twenty two remastered. I think <laughs> my thinker is thinking, but it's struggling right now, bro. Oh my god. I just don't know what has come out. This is horrible. I because Final Fantasy 16's there, but like it's not there yet. <laughs> it's not out. No. <laughs> okay, so the Horizon 
VR game came out. I know that. Oh boy. <laughs> it's got I think it got like a 70, something like that. Um so not that, but I know it came <laughs> out. <laughs> uh Resident Evil 4 came out. Oh, yes. Re- yeah. That might be it. That might be it. That could be it. I think that's I mean it's got to be, right? Did a Gran Turismo come out yet this year <sighs> or was that last year? I don't know. I don't think one's released this year yet, no. Okay. No Persona game has come out this year, so we don't have to nope. worry about how we always forget that Persona exists. <laughs> it might just be Resident Evil 4, but that doesn't seem right. I just don't know what else would be. And Matt's probably sitting there just like, you fucking idiots. <laughs> Something <laughs> obviously came out. Is it Hogwarts Legacy? Oh, man. <laughs> That's a toughie. That's not that, that can't be higher than no. I feel like Resident Evil higher. Than that. Yeah, it's got to be because it got it was pretty well received from what, what I was reading. Though, Josh, give me game ideas, please. You said Hogwarts <laughs> Legacy, and I was like, okay, well, that's like eighty-seven territory. So I don't think that's it. Did Hogwarts Legacy really get an eighty-seven? I can't remember. I'm guessing. I'm just. It feels like a game that would have those kind of vibes. Maybe an eighty-three. What did What did Jedi Survivor get? That Ooh, came out this year. Shit, Jedi Survivor. <laughs> yep, good. Yep. So I think it's between RE4 and Jedi Survivor. It's gotta be. Fuck, which one takes the cake on that? Survivor got... People love that shit. Oh my god, I don't know. <laughs> but then it kind of fell by the wayside. Well, not fell by the wayside, but people weren't talking about it as much because Tears of the Kingdom came out right after. People it was on a PS5, it. so it actually like worked. Yeah. <laughs> so that's helpful. I'll talk about it later, but barely. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. People love Resident Evil. I, I mean, I definitely think it's between those two games. I just don't know what Jedi Survivor got because I forgot. I would almost, for some reason, the reason I lean Resident Evil is strictly because while it ru- is probably running better on PlayStation, there's probably still issues, I'm guessing, just based off the PC issues they're having. But yeah, yeah. And I feel like that might translate over and Resident Evil will actually run better because it's just, you know, Design with PS5 in mind. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, (laughs) okay, Matt. I have a question for Matt. Sure. Are we counting games that aren't released yet? Any games that have Metacritic aggregate reviews. Fuck. (laughs) So it could be Street Fighter 6. Oh, shit. Because Matt did, did say that it got a 92, 91. Something like that. Damn. So <laughs> I'm still going with RE4. I can't overthink okay. this. We're gonna overthink this more than we overthought fucking Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs 2 yeah. and Tears of the Kingdom combined. So let's just for Matt's sake say RE4 and if we tie, we tie. Well RE4, yep. I'm down with it. <sighs> All right. I didn't think you were gonna get to the point where you were gonna think street fighter 6 or diablo 4 games that are not out yet but do have scores oh fuck diablo 4 has a score (laughs) (laughs) i forgot the embargo dropped street fighter 6 92 diablo 4 89 now i will say street fighter 6 would be the second highest scoring it's not number one number one is tied there are two games that are tied at 93 actually one of them is tetris effect connected (laughs) Excuse me? <laughs> Wait, no. VR game, VR game. <laughs> yeah, I know. And the other 
is Resident Evil 4. Oh, thank Hell God. Hell yes. Thank God. We didn't choke it away this time. Yeah, I didn't oh. think uh, didn't think you guys would get it. Well, it took us a while to remember what came out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> All right, so you guys win, but just for the hell of it, let's do the tiebreaker, and we'll make it quick here, but can you tell me the year that Assassin's Creed 3 came out? Uh, 2011. Black Flag came out in 2013. I think it's 2011. Yeah, I think it's 2011. Assassin's Creed 3 came out in 2012. Late 2012. Damn. October Damn. 2012. How is their turn? Oh, I know how their turnaround was so quick because they just used they the boats. Two company- no, they had two companies working on them. <sighs> they have two divisions that do Assassin's Creed. Damn, they were doing At least it that far back in the day. Holy shit. Yeah, so... Yeah. I don't know. It, it lists Ubisoft Montreal as doing both three and four, but they have a ton of support studios at Ubisoft. And yeah, that's probably why Assassin's Creed three struggled a little bit because they probably put more resources on four for the, uh, the next gen consoles. So but yeah, it came out October, 2013. So literally one year later. Damn. I'm quick with that. Yep. All right, well, very good. Let's move on to the water cooler. We're going to take a quick break around the water cooler to discuss the games that we've been playing this week. I'll go first because I have I have a few things to talk about here and I'll, I'll just sort of get them. I don't want to say get them out of the way, but I do have a few things to say. So this covers the last two weeks because obviously last week was our marathon of an episode, the top 100 games. So we didn't get into the water cooler. So last week, I played a lot more Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I didn't actually play it any of this past week just because I've been busy and doing doing other stuff. But I would say that I like it. I don't love it. The story is solid. It's the characters that really make it. I like this version of Cal. He's a little bit more determined, but he's a little bit... Like, there's a there's an attitude about Cal in this game where he's very focused tunnel vision on his goal and he's not like a super happy-go-lucky kind of guy but i i like this this sort of brooding version of cal i just think it's interesting and a good sort of uh change of pace from the first game the music in this game is fucking phenomenal it's true to star wars it's very subtle when you're exploring it really adds to the sense of adventure though i mean it's just it's probably my favorite part of the game i just think it adds so much to it just playing in the background. When you notice it, it's one of those things where like you don't notice it because it's so good. It's like it just feels right for this super adventurous Star Wars game. But when you notice it, all of a sudden you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, this is actually really great and adding a ton to the game. Love that. I also love all the new customization. You can get really granular with the lightsaber, with BD-1, even Cal's appearance and clothing now. You don't have to have just fucking ponchos. There's more options than just fucking ponchos. I never wore the ponchos in the first game because they were so ugly. I hated the ponchos. I do find it funny, though, that some of the collectibles in the game are like getting new hairstyles or getting new kinds of facial hair. It's a weird thing to collect. Like all of a sudden, Cal can have a fucking beard because you found it in a chest. It's like, how does that make any sense? It doesn't, but it's funny. goofy as shit. Yeah. It's like it doesn't necessarily pull me out of the game. But like it's why would you do that? Yeah. It's, just just it's, have them in the game. It's weird. And, and like there's a shop where you can buy some of the hairstyles and stuff too. There's like a mohawk and there's some funny hairstyles. There's like a there's one that's very reminiscent of what's the 
Empire Strikes Back. Is that the second one? Where's uh, yeah. the one where he's in like where Luke's in the swamps of Dagobah? That's Empire. Yeah. Yeah, that one. You can get the hairstyle that has basically his hair with his little uh bandana around it or whatever it is the, the what am what am I trying to say the 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 hair band or whatever yeah hey, I know what you're talking about yeah yeah so that's kind of cool but then like the mohawk it's like who's actually playing the game with the fucking mullet or the mohawk like who's actually I, doing it? I love that you can be y'all Rissian yeah. <laughs> yeah. with the mullet it's so ridiculous looking so it, it's cool it's cool I do like that I mean it's it's just it's nice having those options especially the lightsaber BD one, you can do so much with it. There's so many color options. Like it's actually a little overwhelming and the way they do it is weird. Like you, you collect a pack of colors that might be like a certain gradient of colors. And there's so many from different packages that are so similar that it's kind of like, do we really need all of these? But I don't know, I guess more is better. So it doesn't really matter if it's a little bit overwhelming at times. It's, you know, for the people who really want to get into that, they can have at it. But I one thing I really like is that they carried over all of the lightsaber colors and the combat upgrades from the first game, which makes sense narratively. Like it would be weird if he suddenly didn't have any of that stuff or didn't have these combat abilities. So I like that they just carried over everything that you would have had from the first game at, by the end and then just added on to that. And with the stances and stuff, like combat's really good. It's and and it's it's like the first game. It's challenging. Like I'm playing on an easier difficulty because it's fucking hard and I just want to enjoy the story. I mean, it is, I mean, these are souls like games and if you don't do combat properly, then you're going to die. And so I'm, I just, I want that power fantasy. I want to be a fucking Jedi destroying everyone. And so that's, that's what I'm doing. But I will say, sort of like I referenced earlier, the game has some performance issues. It can get framey at times. If there's a lot going on in an area, especially when you're first entering an area, the frame rate will get all wonky for a few seconds. There's also way too much screen tearing. Like the screen tearing is really bad. I think the screen tearing is actually worse than the frame drops. It's just noticeable constantly. It's consistently bad. And... I really hope that gets patched out soon. Maybe it has in the past week. I don't know since I haven't played the game, but the game's been out for a little while at this point. So I would love for them to patch that out because it really does take away from the experience that is otherwise this really cool Star Wars world to explore. The first planet that you go to has a pretty big open area. Like generally this game is much more open than the first game, which is cool. But at the same time, I'm like, there's so much shit on this planet to find. And I'm, I, and I, it's one of those things where like, I like to try to collect everything. So I'm going to feel bad about myself if I miss something. So that kind of sucks. But I mean, they're just trying to give more content. It's generally good stuff. The first planet's really cool. Seeing Grease again. And, and some of those characters is, is a really fun experience. And like I said, the story's fine so far, but it's the characters that really make it. So I'm enjoying the game. I'm going to go back to it, I think. But I do want them to fix some of those frame rate and screen tearing issues because it really does take away from it. The other thing I've been playing a lot is Hearthstone. It pulled me back in. I was looking for a strategy game to add to my rotation. Initially, I was looking at more traditional games like chess or Go or even like poker. But in the end, I was just like, I'm just going to go back to Hearthstone. I'm going to go to 
the game that I know, the game that I'm actually somewhat decent at. I never really liked chess. Like fundamentally, I don't really like chess for whatever reason. I don't know why. I'm fascinated by Go, but the weird problem with that game is like the English speaking player base is relatively small. So there aren't a whole lot of games to play online. And if you are, you're probably going to go up against someone who's way fucking better than you. And with poker, you're not going to get serious games unless you actually engage in the gambling side of it. So I'm just like, I'm just going to go with what I'm decent at, what I know, which is Hearthstone. Although I did watch like, and I'm not exaggerating. I watched six poker documentaries this week. And you guys know, I mean, by now you guys know this. When I, when I get interested in something, I fucking go all in on it. I watched six poker documentaries and a blackjack documentary. And there are so many good poker documentaries just on YouTube. Like there's like hour, hour and a half, two hour documentaries. They're like legit filmmaker documentaries and they're just on YouTube. So really cool. Check that out if you're interested at all. But back to Hearthstone, I had my best win streak ever in ranked. I had 19 wins in a row, which also led to my highest ranking ever. Felt really good. I'm playing really well right now. And of course, the season ends tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to start over and then I'll be busy with Diablo 4. So we'll see. What rank did you get? So I'm gold eight right now. Hmm, nice. So which isn't super high, but I had a real issue getting past silver one through five in the past. And I think it just, I don't know. I, I it just worked. I, I got this. I, I really like hunter decks and I, I have this new iteration of face hunter, which is you're able to actually extend a game to mid range or even beat some control decks in a longer game if you need to. So I really like this iteration of face hunter and I'm in gold now and I feel pretty good about it. I would love to get beyond that. I I don't think I'm going to be able to get it before the season ends, but I I am I feel like I'm on a roll now. I feel like I'm getting back into Hearthstone a little bit. And like I said, we'll see if Diablo 4 takes away from that, but I'm enjoying it. I've always played very casually, but I feel like right now if I really grind at it, I could I could get my ranks up pretty high. I really do think it's uniquely fun cuz I haven't played yeah. it, but I can just watch it. Like oh, it's yeah. the one card game. It's just so easy to just like throw on and watch. Like cuz Fave also was like stuck in that silver one to three bracket yeah. before he moved over into gold. And like, oh, I just yeah. was watching him play it all the time. And it's like, it's a slog. Some of the shit you can get stuck in. So 19 wins in a row. That's a fucking lot. I mean, when you ride that, you just go with it. Yeah. I, I got through all of silver in that one streak. <laughs> which is, <laughs> and then, and then my first loss, like the, the loss that broke the streak was my first game in the gold ranks and i went up against someone who like had like all gold cards and shit and i was like oh so i'm actually playing a legit player now (laughs) but then i won three after that and won a couple more and so i'm like gold seven or eight or whatever right now so we'll see we'll see but it's 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 a lot of fun couple quick notes i've tried league of legends again i played with paul and our buddy spencer not for me I don't think I'm going back to League of Legends. I think my I think that experiment is over with. One thing that I really hate about League, I don't like that little back and forth dance that you have to play with other champions, like opponent champions. I hate that. I hate that little back and forth like little dance that you do and then someone gets one hit on someone and then someone runs away, then someone gets another hit on someone they run. I fucking hate that. It's like this little this little pitter-patter like 
hitting another guy with like a little fucking paper ball and it does like a sliver of damage. I don't like that. I just want to, let's be man to man, 1v1 me. I fucking hate it. You just sound like every top laner ever. <laughs> Fight me, bitch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so not my game. Not my game. I also played a little bit of uh, Modern Warfare 2. This has kind of become my go-to game when I'm bored and don't feel like playing anything else. It's just so easy to jump in and have some fun right away. And I don't know, it's it's one of those games where I don't feel like I'll ever be really good at it. So I, I feel like if I haven't played in a few months and I just jump in, I'm not going to be much worse than when I was if I played it for like a week straight. <laughs> so it doesn't like take away from my experience if I take a bunch of time off and then jump back in because my FPS ship has sailed a long ago. <laughs> so I just enjoy it casually. And then final note, I played a little bit of Wrath Classic. I decided to randomly roll a warrior, just chill out, watching some YouTube videos while leveling. I'm not playing hardcore. It's just normal leveling. It's a good time to relax. I'm currently like level 17. Want to do a dead run, dead mines run soon. But it was either yesterday or Sunday. It was pouring rain in Westfall. It was my total vibe. I was just, I was loving it. It was a great time. Great time. Anyway, that's all for me. I played a ton of shit. I also played some Fortnite, which I'm just not really going to mention, Played, but played some with uh, Spencer and Paul and had a good time with that. Also, I did jump into one game of Halo Infinite, and then I was just like, I fucking suck at this game, so I'm going to go play Fortnite. But uh, <laughs> I was really bad, really bad. It's a totally... When, you, when you've been playing Call of Duty and you jump into Halo, it's like, why is this guy not dying after fucking three bullets? It's an impossible switch. I hated trying to switch up. I either had to play one or the other. Yeah. But, you know, I played a lot of shit this week. Had a lot of fun. Hearthstone, I'll be going back to it. Diablo's Diablo's going to dominate the water cooler next week. So we'll get all of anything else that we played out this week. And you'll just hear Diablo next week. But Josh, let's go to you next. What did you play the last couple weeks? Absolutely. So uh, funnily enough, the one week where we skipped the water cooler, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about other than League of Legends, funnily enough. Uh, I have played a little more league this week since you were just talking about it. I'll t- do a little bit of talking about it myself. Yeah, it's uh, I don't hate it now. I just it's I just am not as near as competitive as I used to be back in the day. I'm just not near as sweaty. The only one I get really like sweaty these days for is Rocket League. You know, something may frustrate me or I'll get a little pissed off that I died. But at the end of the day, it's no big deal. It, I, it's just been fun to just pop on do a little bit of quick play, blind blind pick, whatever, and it's just been perfectly fun. I, I don't hate it. Honestly, it's so nice that I can just log in on Xbox and play whoever, whenever, even though I've literally only played, like, Caitlyn, Garen, and, like, one game all off or something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's been good so far. Also played some Returnal uh, on the old PS5. I suck dick at that game. I am horrible at Returnal. I still haven't beaten what I assume is the first intent, you know, designed boss, kind of like uh, Mags uh, with Hades, uh, whatever the hell her name is. I can't remember now. What does it do? So it has three phases. Uh, it shoots out balls at you, like orange balls. It has like these blue sparkles that fly up in the air that chase you down. He has a laser that shoots up or goes side to side, and then he uh, yeah. charges at you and melees you. Yeah. That's sor- short summary. Yeah. It took me a while to beat. Don't feel bad. I've been working on him for. It's just I, so you'll pro. What will probably happen is you'll finally beat him, and then you'll make it through the second world no problem until the boss. 
probably and you might actually beat the what ended up happening for me is that i i would get stuck on the first boss and then once i beat the first boss i beat the other ones you were just kind of able to like uh roll just downhill with it. yeah yeah that that's what i'm hoping will happen it's just there's some like the runs are so inconsistent which i get it it's a roguelite but like holy shit the runs are inconsistent like there's some runs where i am getting the perfect you know carbine build where i need everything and then i unfortunately just get got because i took too many hits getting the build and didn't have enough health uh or didn't find enough health it's, it's the brutal. other thing that you need to know um is you don't this this will like at least make you feel better <laughs> um i think about it is once you beat the first boss you don't have to beat it again to get to the next area that's good that's really that's encouraging you have to run <laughs> through the first like world i'll call it like world one one you have to run through that again to get to world one two but you don't have to beat the boss again to get through the gate the gate will just be open you can go fight the boss if you want to fight the boss i'm good there's reasons to do so but you don't need to um yeah no it it took me probably like a week to beat the first boss it takes a while to like figure out what you're supposed to be doing in the game so don't feel bad about it yeah i, I looked up a quick guide to kind of figure out the maps and certain mechanics and how it works and it's just it's a work in progress i it's fun though uh the music's really good i actually do like the controller uh and how the dual sense handles all the it, it, to me mm. it's probably the best representation of it in a game i haven't played a whole lot else since it has used it too much but i do like it a lot uh, even though sometimes it gets a little finicky with the aiming, I feel like you have to be a little too gentle with it. Yes. When sometimes I'd like to just hammer down the left trigger and I have to float. Yeah, I don't go into like the precise aiming ever because it's mm -hmm. it's bad. <laughs> I've stopped. Yeah, I basically stopped because you have to just like feather it. You can't like which. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's really finicky with the with the like dynamic triggers, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it I is, like yeah. the. I, I think it's a neat idea what they did with like your uh, charge up ability and your reg and your base fire being just the right trigger. Just one mm -hmm. is pressed down harder. Yeah, I think that's neat. But they fucked up the precision aiming, which is a shame because like it's important. You need it, but it's you basically have to hip fire the whole time because it's just yeah. it's it's, you can't it's also it. like a game where it's like, why am I precise aiming in this game anyways? I'm moving at a million miles an hour so exactly yeah it's it's been interesting i i'm gonna actually we'll probably end up talking about it more next week because it's when i open the ps5 it's what i start playing more often than not it's so easy to just jump into and do a couple rounds that it's just it's it's pretty addicting i like it a lot also well uh, since it was a pretty ps5 heavy uh, memorial day weekend played a little bit of still probably not pronouncing this right uh thymesia thymesia i don't fucking know how to pronounce the hell it knows. thymesia it's not worth pronouncing right. I was wondering if you were going to play it because it just went free on PS Plus. I hated that shit. <laughs> Could not stand it. What I've learned is Star Wars is an exception to the rule on a Souls game that I like. Uh, or Souls-like that I like. On the whole, I just have not enjoyed Souls-like games that aren't from FromSoft. And this is just another indication of that. It just does not feel polished or tight at all. Or, uh, it does not feel polished or tight or like well-oiled at all. It just like pairing feels off the combat. There's just always a smoothness that you have with FromSoft games. FromSoft can have a game like Sekiro where it's fuck off parry because the combat is so precise and well done that you can do it. 
you can't do that shit with a game like like this because it's just so imprecise and inconsistent. I just I was really unimpressed. The actual like level ups and talent trees are very bare. I mean, you have three major things you can level and that's it. And it's just it, it feels like baby's first Dark Souls. And when you played as many as a whole lot of people have, uh, including myself, it's at what point are you just like, OK, I'd just rather play the real thing because this just is not worth it. Uh, so I uninstalled after probably about three hours of play and I just I'm not picking it back up. It's just not worth it. I'm not going to burn any time on it when there's so much coming out. Did play a little bit of Bloodborne. Finally got back into that and I've been enjoying getting back into it down to one boss. I believe no two bosses. One's really fun. The Shadows of Yarnum. The other, the Witches of Cairnhurst are fucking horrible. Terrible boss fight, but uh, Shadows of Yarnum really great. It's been fun to kind of revisit and go back through them after having done them uh, on stream probably about a year and a half ago or so. Been a lot of fun. Also played Tears of the Kingdom. Still been playing it. It has had my attention far longer than Breath of the Wild had. Yeah. I think the thing that has really changed and determined how I've played so much more of this than Breath of the Wild is just the fact that they so they gave you these bullshit mechanics in Breath of the Wild. You cared about your weapons breaking because it's all you had. You know, you were annoyed about not being able to find your horse because fuck's sake, where am I? I'm stuck in the middle of this hole. And if I have to fast travel, I'm going to be forever away to where I need to be. And I'll have to redo all that travel. Tears of the Kingdom threw all that bullshit out the window, said you can fast travel wherever you can jump up in the sky. You can go to the sky islands. You can glide down. You can they just made travel so wonderfully convenient. They took a lot of the inconveniences that you had in Breath of the Wild and made them way less inconvenient in Tears of the Kingdom. You still see it. It's still bullshit. But even I care less about weapons breaking now. In fact, sometimes I want a weapon to break because so many are dropping and there's so many different things I want to combine on them to see what kind of goofy shit I can do. I'm loving it. Like there, there's one camp where you're literally just supposed to pick up explosives and throw them around. You're not supposed to fight. You're just supposed to throw explosives around. You don't have to do that. You can do whatever you want. But the game basically just gives it to you and says, here, have fun. It, th- I think that's what I've really enjoyed. Every scenario that I've been given has not been a, this is how you have to do it. It's a, if you can figure out how to do it, whichever unique, fun way you want to do it, have at. Like there was one where I drug a bunch of enemies to other enemies and they started just fighting the shit out of each other. Huh. Like, and I just, it just silly shit. Uh, and just all the different little like tools you can build to fly around. And there was one where the, the idea is to make a nice little raft, like one little shrine, you know, you make a nice little raft cross the river. That's part of the puzzle. It's over. Nah, fuck that. We grabbed all the logs from the entire puzzle, made one giant fuck off bridge and just <laughs> ran across the bitch. Fuck it. <laughs> like, just dumb stuff like that. You wouldn't think it's fun. It's just, there's just something, it scratches my, like, monkey brain. Uh, very right to just fix and do. Uh, and it's just, it's a whole lot of fun. Gonna keep playing it, me thinks. I'm really excited for Diablo 4. Talk about that more next week. Uh, standard comfort games, still playing WoW, of course. Destiny 2, new season dropped. It's been fun, but why are we going underwater in Destiny 2? <laughs> Please stop. No one likes underwater levels. I don't want to run slower and have to collect bubbles to depressurize my suit. That's not fun. That's bullshit. Anyways, that's what I played this week. So are you saying that you can fast travel anywhere in Tears of the Kingdom because can you just like glide down from the Sky Islands to anywhere, basically? Is that why? Basically, and you're a little bit limited. Uh, some Sky Islands have like actual uh, gliders that you can glide just about anywhere to. 
Uh, Some you actually have to dive off of and then use your glider, which has a limited stamina wheel. Um, But you can get you can get places further. Also, there were just way less shrines. It felt like in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. It feels like I'm running into one all the time and you can fast travel to those. So that fast travel puts you in a pretty close spot to where you need to be once you start collecting them. There's a little bit of travel at the beginning, but it's part of the fun of the exploration for, you know, just the beginning of the game. But it's starting to flesh out now way better. In Far Cry 5, there was a fast travel point where it would load you into like a helicopter or a plane or something. And then all I would do, actually, maybe there were multiple points like this in Far Cry 5, but you it would load you in above the map. And then hmm. essentially you could just use your parachute and get specifically anywhere you wanted. You didn't just load in at a point on the ground. You loaded in the sky and you could just parachute down. It's kind of cool. It's it's similar in a way. It's just you're a little bit limited in how far you can go, but it's uh, it's it's a, just a fun way to travel around instead of bullshit. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. My wife is really enjoying it as well. She's been playing a ton. She's out there playing right now <laughs> as we're recording. She's been she's been loving it, which is which is awesome. So I've seen a little bit of it, not a ton, but uh, it definitely looks way more which is crazy to say but it looks more free than breath of the wild but at the same time more directed i don't know it's really hard to explain but you can do more but it also feels like what you're supposed to do is also more specified i don't know it's it's strange it's strange the main quests are way less vague i for sure like i know where i'm supposed to go mike what'd you play so one thing that i played that uh, i finished uh, in all of four hours, missed the mystery make. I decided oh. to play it. I picked it up last week on, or not last week, back when there was the puzzle sale. Yeah. It was on sale. I played Miss, like the OG Miss. I played it when it was out. I played it with my dad. Nice. Does not hold up. <laughs> Is a bad puzzle game. Like, I, I know people might swear by it, but it's not good. Yeah. The fact that, like, certain puzzles i legitimately had to look up a walkthrough because it the solution was to do something that was not inherently apparent right um and even the walkthrough said you have to cheat i was like oh jesus okay yeah that's a good puzzle like it some of the puzzles just feel like you know those stupid online like this is the hardest quiz ever and it's something stupid and yeah it's like a lot of the a lot of the puzzles were very like gotcha esque and i it's like i don't remember it being like this this kind of sucks it's kind of shit don't really like it and, and it happened multiple times which made me even more upset i was like this annoys me so um yeah played through mess it's okay it had like some good puzzles and then it had just like absolute dog shit. I've been playing a lot of league. I can now play ranked in league, so I might do that. I'm considering it. Nice. I'm gonna be a pro league player Hell yeah. pretty soon. Uh <laughs> absolutely not, but you know, we're we're out there. We're having fun. Yeah. <laughs> fun. I mean, I do like it. I just it's not my favorite MOBA, so it is what it is. I've been playing a lot of MTG Arena because uh, I don't know why, but I've played like 12 hours in the last two weeks. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Oh, because it came to Steam and I saw it on Steam. I'm like, shit, that's cool. Oh. So then I 
put it on I, I i connected my client through steam and now i'm just playing it through steam so holy shit it did just come to steam that's funny because i i was when i was looking to play hearthstone i was also looking to see how to play mtg arena and i had played on the epic store before and i was like oh it's on steam why didn't i play it on steam before and i added it to my library but yeah you're right it came out a week ago on steam i'm having fun new sets whatever <laughs> it is what it is but you know i like magic I have for 10 years now. Jesus fucking Christ. So, you know, it's good. But I've also been playing a lot of Honkai Star Rail. And by that, I mean logging in, doing, using up all my energy and doing my dailies and logging out. <laughs> yeah. But in the next, I think it's a week out, they're going to release another content patch, which has like five events and three new characters and continuing the story. So that should be good. That should be fun. Um, give me something a little bit more substantial to do. There is stuff to do in it, but like right now my main focus is farming resources so that I can level my characters once that becomes available. And then I've been playing a free to play game called Omega strikers because oh. you know, if you want to play League of Legends meets Rocket League, you can. And it's neat. Enjoying it. It's fun. Play it with friends. I play goalie. It's a good time. I play giant anthropomorphic hamster named <laughs> Dobu who makes tofu. And uh, yeah, he's fun. So it's a good game. Would recommend. It's free. Um, and pretty pretty generous, too. So. I know that's like a big selling point for free-to-play games. It's how generous they are. And I'm looking at my list of games, and that's literally all I've played. <laughs> like, Sorry. I haven't really played much. I forgive you. I'm looking at Omega Strikers right now. It looks intriguing. I don't think I'll... I added it to my library. don't think I'll play, but you're right. It is literally League of Legends soccer. Yeah, it's League of Legends soccer. That's kind of cool. It's cool. It's cool because, like... It's League of Legends soccer, but it's got a good like balance between the soccer and the League of Legends aspects because only your abilities can damage other people and they have kind of long cooldowns and also it has like a roguelite element in that each after each set of three point first to three, everyone picks an upgrade oh. and only, only one person can pick an upgrade. Like if I pick one upgrade, no one else can pick it. So there's exclusivity there. So I don't know. It's really interesting. Your character is always different. Like there's clear builds that you want to go for. But most of the time, like unless the gods look down favorably upon you, you're not going to get it every single time. So it's neat. I like it. It's, it's good. Um, sometimes like if I want to just be a brawler and beat the shit out of the enemy team, I can do that. If I want to try to snipe goals and score, I can do that. If I want to play goalie, I can do that. So gives enough like variety in play for me at least let me ask you real quick because i am pretty curious about this how is the card acquisition in mtg arena because magic the gathering obviously has a an insanely large backlog of cards i know they're not obviously all in standard but like how does it work as far as getting new cards in magic compared to something like hearthstone you get more cards in her in magic I think that's, I think you just straight up get more cards and magic. But you also have more and decks are larger, right? Yeah, but half of your deck is mana. So 
Hearthstone doesn't have mana. I don't have an issue getting cards, but also I've had an arena account since it came out. But like, okay. basically, you'll get every every now and then you'll get every time you open a pack, you get a point to a certain to every type of wild card. So there's uncommon wild cards, rare wild cards, and mythic rare wild cards. And once you fill that that ring of it looks like six you will get a wild card of that rarity and then you can oh, use that cool. to craft any card of that rarity cool i have 54 common ra- wild cards 51 uncommon seven rare and six six mythic rare for context last night i decided i want to play standard and so i just went and made a deck and crafted a bunch of cards and i think i used like 12 crafts 12 uh, wild cards to finish the deck and it's okay but for the most part like i just do drafts okay i got and drafts you keep the cards that you draft so oh wow okay yeah but like i'm looking at my set collection because they do have like how much of each set do you have so i started when it's when it would release and so like obviously i have more of those sets i never completed a set but i was close i came back more recently and of the latest set i have half of the set already okay that's pretty good and i literally started this week so this past week week and a half so i mean it's pretty generous you gotta pack like i don't know i i gotta pack so frequently <laughs> i don't even know what the increments of getting a pack is like you get packs for playing in uh, drafts on top of the cards that you draft so and nice like it allows you to see how many of each copy you have already while you're drafting so if you want to complete a set and you're like oh i don't want any of these cards because most of them are shit you can just like look i think you hold alt and it'll show you how many of each you have so sometimes i do that to finish out sets and if you draft cards that you already have a full set of i think it gives you wild cards Okay. craft so like it, it's pretty it's pretty lenient like it, it, it's pretty generous in that regard i only paid money to get into drafts if i really wanted to get into a draft and i didn't have the funds to do so but you can get into drafts using free currency and if you win if you do well in the draft you get enough gems to enter a draft and then some so like cool. if you just keep winning just just keep winning matt Win yeah, all of your all, games yeah, yeah. and you get every card. That's how you do it. Get good. <laughs> get good and then you're it's like you're rich in real life if you're yeah. if you're just good at the game. Yeah, like every set they'll just give out three free packs because I logged in and I had three packs from the last like seven sets to open. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." And then I want to say after every like ranked season uh, there's two ranks that you have. You have limited, which is drafts. So drafts are all ranked. So if you do well in in drafts, you'll raise your draft rank and then you get rewards for it. And those are packs. So all in all, to answer your question, <laughs> TLDR, really easy. I would say easier than Hearthstone. Very nice. All right. Let's move on to quick time questions. In quick time questions, I ask the panelists a series of Sometimes silly opinion-based questions. They have to give me the first answer that pops into their head as quickly as possible. We're going to cycle through the panelists with different questions, but sometimes I may tell the next panelist same question 
So they better be ready. If they don't give me an answer quickly enough, we're going to pass the question off to the next panelist automatically. There are no winners in this game, only a bunch of losers. <laughs> All right, question one, Mike. What's the weirdest bug or glitch you've ever seen in a game? Hot coffee. Ooh, sexy. <laughs> Josh, what video game character secretly has the best dance moves? Oh, uh, Michael from Grand Theft Auto V. Whoa, I can see it. I can see him tearing up the dance floor for sure. Absolutely. Mike, if you had to pick a video game character to dog sit for you, who would it be? Sonic. No. <laughs> Josh. If you could erase one video game from existence, what would it be and why? Uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Fuck that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike, if you could have any sort of video game buff or power-up in real life, what would it be? Oh, God. Uh, Arcane Intellect. Oh, nice. Josh, same question. Ooh, great call with the mage, because Blink. Ooh, yeah. Blink's an awesome move. I love that. Josh, what would be the strangest video game themed amusement park ride? <laughs> Amnesia. <laughs> the Dark Descent. Mike, <laughs> who could effectively play Shepard from Mass Effect in a movie adaptation? Idris Elba. Ooh, I like that pick a lot. Josh, what's the worst possible idea for a video game crossover? <laughs> MMO with cars. <laughs> <laughs> MMO, but they're all cars. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> Mike, same question. What is the question? <laughs> what's what's the what's the worst possible idea for a video game crossover? Legend of Zelda, but open world. Oh God! Okay. <laughs> Controversial. Mike, what musical instrument would Sonic play? Uh, drums. Oh, I thought you were going to say he would shred the guitar. Not shadow. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's true. Josh, if Thrall competed in the Olympics, what would his event be? <laughs> I'll probably shot put. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's legit. Yeah. All right, bonus question for both. We'll go Mike first and then Josh. If your life was titled like a JRPG, what would it be titled? I'm first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough JRPGs. That's the issue. <laughs> I don't know. I have nothing. <laughs> Any, anything, Josh? Anything? Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, <laughs> the Clown Man with Hot Wings Despair. Wow. <laughs> I was thinking Matt's Final Mix Rebirth version 2.7. It's <laughs> Rebirth. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mother, I'm here for my rebirth. That's my yeah, my uh what's the what's the fucking term when you when you're born again into a new body? Reincarnation. That's my reincarnation game title. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. Anything, Mike? Uh a Mike Reborn. Oh, I like oh, it. Damn. Lots of born again themes here. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a special shout-out. Each panelist is going to give a special shout-out to anyone or anything of their choice from the world of video games and provide a quick reason why this lucky someone is getting this attention. 
I'm going to give a special shout out to ChatGPT for, you guessed it, helping me write the show today. I had to go into the theme a little bit. I found out that you can kind of feed, I could feed previous rounds of our mini games to ChatGPT and it could help me come up with new ideas more easily. It's not perfect. It doesn't do it perfectly, but it helps give me a direction. So it picked, let me look back. What game did it pick? It picked Red Dead Redemption. It picked Dragon Age Origins in, in a year to remember. It picked maybe Watch Dogs 2. So the, it, it helped me out a little bit. Gave me gave me some ideas. Sounds like it just likes Ubisoft games. <laughs> oh, yeah, that could be. That could be. Josh, your special shout out. I got to get my good boy points on it. Uh, special shout out to Kayla. Uh, because yeah. of the Bloodborne Platinum, I was impressed Hell by that. Yeah. That's uh, that's on my account. She was gracious enough to put it on my account and not her own. So now I have a Platinum that is a, a lie from my perspective. But nah, she fucking ran roughshod all over Bloodborne. She beat the hell out of it, DLC and all. So That wasn't your peak? Uh, it wasn't my peak, no. I am a false bitch. Diablo 4 will be my peak. Now, she's been working on that for a while, right? I think she started playing in mid 2021, maybe yeah. late 2020, something like that. It's been a it's been an arduous process. That is a that's a legit platinum. Like uh, I'm looking right now at some trophy guides, and in the, it's listed as a seven out of ten difficulty, which is pretty fucking high for trophy guides. So, congrats to her because that's that's legit. You got to do some bullshit. I mean, there's so many damn things you got to get. I, I looked at her. I was like, I'd have given up a long time ago. I don't know how the fuck you did this. That's awesome. Mike, your special shout out. A special shout out to my dog sitter, Sonic. Uh, he's great. <laughs> I would recommend him with any type of dog. It's like they almost speak a language. It's weird. Though I wish he wouldn't feed him chili dogs. I was going to say he keeps fucking feeding the dog chili dogs, though. And then showing him how he goes to the bathroom. Thank you so much for joining us here <laughs> on the Game Groups podcast, the all-encompassing weekly gaming podcast from us, the Goodnight Groups. If you do really like the show, we encourage you to check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash goodnightgroups, where we currently have two tiers available. Any and all support is greatly appreciated and will go a long way in improving everything here at the Goodnight Groups. The $3 plus tier gets you access to the show two days early, but if you want, you could even go further than that and enter the Honorary Groups tier. And a special shout-out to the Honorary Groups supporting us in the $5 plus tier. That's Andre D, Cole T, Derek versus the World, James B, James S, and Jeremy R. A round of applause for them, please. <laughs> Hell yeah. We also ask that you take a couple minutes to drop a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, especially... If you want to support the show, but you aren't able to do Patreon right now or just don't want to, a good way to help us is by dropping those reviews. So go ahead and do that if you can. Make sure to check out goodnightgroups.com for all of the content. You're going to find this podcast, Southern Fried Groups, game reviews, and more. I know I talk about the link tree every so often, but I just got charged for the renewal of the WordPress, so we'll be keeping that for another year. So... Uh... <laughs> Oh, that's some shit. The, the website will be around for another year at least. Uh, so there you go. <laughs> On the website, you're also going to find a link to the community Discord where you can hang out with everyone, get the quickest updates, and chat with everyone on a daily basis. There's been some some really good discussion in there in the last couple of weeks. And I would recommend popping in there, especially with Diablo 4 coming out. If you're going to be playing Diablo 4, 
we're probably going to put together a little uh, clan in the game. So get in the Discord so you can keep an eye out on that. We also hang in the voice channels a lot. Look, we make a point to yeah. hang in there a lot. So come jump in. Don't be scared. We don't bite. Specifically, Josh, Fave, Mike. I know they're in the voice channels all the time hanging out. If they're in there, feel free to pop in, hang out with them. That's, that's why they're there. But before we get out of here, guys, any final thoughts? Uh, don't pet a cat on the belly if you're not prepared to accept the consequences of your actions. That'll do it for us here today. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me. I'm allergic to cats. Take care, everyone. Have a good night. <laughs> oh, shit.